I recently saw the movie Us, and don't worry, I'm not going to reveal any spoilers. If you're a fan of suspense and thrillers, this is an excellent film. One of the themes in the movie is the concept of the shadow self. I've tried for almost a year to wrap my brain around what the shadow self is, and I think I have a basic understanding. Carl Jung coined the term the shadow self, and it goes like this. In our early adolescent years, we develop the ego, and two entities start to emerge, the persona and the shadow. The shadow is the part of our personality that we try to suppress and hide from everyone, including ourselves. Today, I'm going to get real about what the shadow self is and some practical ways for exploring the dark side. Welcome to the Coffee Buzz. I'm Brad, and thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, It's Monday here in the Coffee Buzz world, and I just saw the movie Us. So good. You definitely need to check that out if you're into thriller, suspense, horror, all that good stuff. I wouldn't necessarily say horror, although it does get a little uh, uh, bloody, as Kim pointed out to me, but I think even she liked it. but it's a good movie, great movie. Um, but it got me thinking about this shadow self and it reminded me, I really don't know much about it. I, I had heard about it on a YouTube video close to a year ago and it really intrigued me, but I just had no clue what it really was or what benefit there would be to exploring it. So whenever I'm encountered with something that intrigues me like this that I don't understand, I just do an episode about it uh, so that basically I can teach myself. So what exactly is the persona and the shadow self? Um, Well, the persona, according to Carl Jung, defines what we would like to be and how we wish to be seen in the world. On one hand, the shadow self is an archetype that forms part of the unconscious mind, and it's composed of repressed ideas, instincts, impulses, our weaknesses, desires, basically everything that we deem uh, embarrassing. (laughs) And, And this part of our personality is often described as the darker side of the psyche. It represents wildness, chaos, and the unknown. Jung believed that these repressed dispositions are present in all of us, and in many instances, uh, forming a strong source of a creative energy. Um, When we're born, we're like blank canvases, according to Jung. But at some point during our early childhood, we learn knowledge that teaches us to separate things into good and evil. And the moment that we become aware of this knowledge, our shadows are born and we begin to live or we begin to divide ourselves. And when we start this socialization process, We begin to sort out those traits within us that are acceptable and those that are unacceptable to society. And it's understandable that our domestication process 
requires us to repress aspects of ourselves that don't fit in with a structured ideal of society. We're born whole and complete, but we slowly learn to live fractionated lives um, where we accept some parts of our nature but reject and ignore others. Think of it this way. The ego is the CEO of the psyche, and the psyche is made of structures that interact together. It's a collective. But imagine that some of the employees decide to follow a different leader. They're seduced over to the dark side, (laughs) and they actually rebel against the ego. And it's led by one particularly powerful character, the shadow. A strong ego is necessary to strive for what we want in this world, but the strong ego that only serves itself is shadow personified, and it's dangerous to itself and to others and just to humanity at large. The key to dealing with the shadow is to align your ego with something greater than itself. And if it's not greater, (laughs) the shadow will mercilessly tear it down from the back of your mind. And when we do something out of character, uh, especially something that works against the agenda of our ego, you can rest assured that the shadow is at work behind the scenes. Um, It's known as the trickster because it's slippery and misleading and it gets you to work against yourself. For example, Let's say you forgot about an important appointment, but you really didn't want to go anyway, or you inexplicably fall sick just before a test or a big meeting that you weren't prepared for, Um, or you get in a car accident on a day where you really didn't want to go to work. Shadow tricks you into acting from your true feelings, but it only has this power if you give it. Um, Shadow is why people sabotage their carefully constructed lives or go against their best intentions or they do the wrong thing despite knowing better. Shadow is a rebel and it steps in when you don't have the guts to do something yourself and it brings to light everything you don't want to know about yourself and it uses it to divide the psyche. Where there is division in the psyche, shadow grows. The way to fight back is by accepting it and embracing it all, and by actually thanking your shadow for making you aware of it. It's doing you a huge favor. Um, Obviously, shadow can be personally dangerous, especially when it's totally out of control and influences people and events against you. But the danger is compounded because your personal shadow connects with the collective shadow, uh, what we call evil. Shadow is the mechanism for evil to infiltrate the psyche. And there were times in my life where I was completely (laughs) ruled by the shadow and totally unaware of it. It's easy to project your shadow onto other people and hate them for it. When this happens, when this projection happens on a mass scale, it leads to 
horrible tragedies. Abuses like the Holocaust, slavery, mass shootings, genocide, that kind of thing. But shadow isn't all bad. It's the gateway to the unconscious mind. And it's a source of creativity. It prepares you for a deeper relationship with your unconscious. And shadow is not just bad by nature. In fact, it's necessary. Um, Nature created it as part of a self-regulating psyche, uh, as a guardian to protect you. Shadow could be your worst enemy until you come to terms with it and make it respect you. Then it's your best ally. It watches your back and perceptively picks up on motives and secrets. The connection shadow has to your unconscious mind and the collective shadow can be extremely valuable. And not only that, it guides you towards wholeness in in some of your deepest creative forces. People who most strongly deny the existence of the shadow side are often the most strongly in its grip. Think about the evangelist who rails against unmarried sex and is then caught with a prostitute. Or the politician that goes on about gays and drugs and then is caught snorting coke off the naked body of his gay lover. (laughs) Um, They're victims of their own lack of self-awareness. As Carl Jung said, the shadow is a moral problem that challenges the whole ego personality for no one can become conscious of the shadow without considerable moral effort. To become conscious of it involves recognizing the dark aspects of the personality as present and real. This act is essential condition for any kind of self-knowledge. Here's an article that I found, Seven Ways to Spot Your Shadow Self. Uh, Number one, you harbor harsh criticisms or judgments of others. I am very guilty of this. I judge the hell out of people. (laughs) Um, Not a good thing, I know. Um, Jung said, though, that the level in which we judge others or find evil in others, we are at that degree unconscious of the same thing in ourselves. That one hurts, right? (laughs) All this time I've been judging people, uh, thinking it was about them when it turns out it's really just about me. Um, Judgments are like presenting the devil in ourselves onto other people, especially when I get emotionally charged. I, I don't think I would get emotionally charged if it wasn't about me. And when this happens, the mind creates this electromagnetic field that attracts old ideas and beliefs. And the trick is to watch all this judging uh, and just be an observer. Um, Basically do it without even judging yourself. Okay, so number two is you point out someone else's flaws as a reflection of your own insecurities. Ah, yeah. Yeah, that one I have done many times, uh, hopefully not recently, (laughs) but uh, as I'm going through this and just sort of taking stock of the thoughts I have in a day, even if I don't say it out loud, uh, there's still some of this that goes on within myself. Uh, Let's see. Number three, you exercise unnecessary power over those who are in subordinate positions. 
I, I don't think I've done this uh, primarily because I haven't had a uh, position of power <laughs> where I have subordinates, but I guess, you know, this is something I have seen a lot um, just throughout society. Um, also, playing the victim reveals your shadow self. Basically, by never taking responsibility, um, I never address my innate power to direct change in my life. <laughs> and we're not martyrs or victims. Um, basically, we create our own reality. Um, a victim believes that they are at the mercy of everyone and everything. And this can be used as an exercise for the lack of progress in our lives. Whoa. <laughs> I know that in the past, if someone had told me this when I was in that victim state of mind, I would have gotten very defensive and said something like, well, that's easy for you to say you have X, Y, and Z. But, you know, when I really get honest and real with myself, I know that I still sometimes do this. Um, I, I put the blame on someone else taking all the power away from myself. Number five says here, we're all biased and prejudiced. doesn't matter how many black or gay friends you have or uh, people of different religions, you still have major biases and prejudices. Whew, I don't think I do. I mean, I like to consider myself someone that doesn't have bias and prejudice, but I know I have biases against people that don't share the same political beliefs I do. So I'm definitely guilty of this one too. Uh, it says to truly address the shadow, we need to vigilantly address our own likes and dislikes, acknowledging that we live with bias on a daily basis. That's interesting. I'm going to have to explore that more because that's one that I did not think applied to me. But as I'm kind of thinking that through, uh, there's definitely some groups out there that I don't, agree with and sometimes get emotional about how I disagree with them. Number six is you jockey for position by using others. Um, Self-confidence has nothing to do with ego. If you listen to others advice, but rarely follow it, always looking to for ways to get ahead and ignoring the well-being of others. Um, Oh, okay. I see what this one is. This is like speeding ahead to take the spot in traffic while cutting off the car right behind you and almost causing an accident. That's an example of what this is talking about. Um, basically just being an asshole is what this sounds like. Putting yourself above others <laughs> for the sake of really nothing. Uh, number seven, you have a Messiah complex. Oh yeah. I know people like this. Uh, if you think you're put on this earth to save everyone from themselves, consider that your shadow self is asking you to save yourself. Oh, wow. That's a good one. And, you know, again, when I first look at these, I think, ah, oh, that's not me. Uh, um, I'm only on the judging <laughs> number one list. But no, I've had times in my my life where I've had a Messiah complex where I think I'm you know, out to out here to save humanity. Luckily for everyone, I'm not responsible for saving humanity though. Um, but yeah, I've definitely seen people that have this, you know, this God complex and that's another, another cry from the dark side. It sounds like 
Meditation is another way of revealing the shadow. When I when I first started meditating, I thought that it was going to be this daily practice that would just ease my troubled mind. And it did do that initially. But the deeper I go, the less this is happening, at least right now where I'm at. But it's because the conscious mind is just becoming less busy. And the awareness is basically allowed to recede back and deeper levels of the subconscious start to emerge. And with that, things that I have repressed or chosen to overlook in my life are there waiting for me. Um, these things are different for everyone, but they can include things like difficult emotions or hidden traumas, uh, even wild desires, uh, shame, regret, aggressiveness. It's all over the place. When I started experiencing this, I thought, what the hell? <laughs> you know, since I started meditating, my mind has actually gotten busier or uh, meditation is making me feel anxious. And the truth is, meditation is not making my mind more noisy or anxious. It's just revealing all the noise and anxiety that were already there. It's uh, like allowing a cup of muddy water to settle so that you can clearly see all the dirt that has already been in the water. Apart from making the mind more calm and clear, uh, meditation heightens sensitivity and it sharpens attention so that one can start to perceive things that may have been blind before. And that includes trapped energies in the psyche. They're going to come up. It's, um, it's the opening of the Pandora's box, basically, of your subconscious mind. And it's not always a lovely sight, but it's a sign of progress, I think. Um, and just allowing that subconscious material to come up and surface. I do think one can meditate without getting into this realm, but as annoying as it is, I, I think it can be worth the effort and definitely is. So I say embrace the dark side. It's there for a reason and it's not going to be ignored anyway. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode. I had a lot of fun putting this together. I always learn when I do these, uh, which is a lot of the reasons I even have this podcast. As always, I have a blog post for this episode with some videos and helpful links. I am posting a guided meditation for shadow work that I've been using. Thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you next week. Let me give you a little inside information about God. God likes to watch. He's a prankster. He gives man instincts. And then what does he do? I swear he sets the rules in opposition. It's the goof of all time.